Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone uh, enjoyed the football over the weekend. As much as we don't want to enjoy this international break that we're having, for some of us, some of us are excited to see the sneaky. Some of us uh, could care less. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm a little congested, dealing with a little bit of a cold the past few days. So let's move on. <clears throat> let's get on to the news. Uh, just a few news and notes. Um, seems like it's finally going to happen. The next game's going to be at Hagia Sophia on Monday, October 3rd against Onikos. At least we're going to play Onikos on Monday, October 3rd. I don't know if it's going to be at Hagia Sophia or not, but we'll see what happens. Um... It's a little annoying. I mean, I don't even live there, and I'm annoyed that today, actually, I heard um, there was going to be a team of people that was going to go into the stadium to give Ike the license to be able to play uh, matches there. I don't know if this is from that board, Super League officials, or whatnot. Um, I really feel like they should have waited to get this licensing before they announced that they were going to have the game there. And also on September 30th, they're going to have um, the kind of celebration of the opening of the new stadium. Um, Hence, that's why it's going to be done on Friday, I think, September 30th. And then the game will be on Monday that way to give the people that work on the pitch time to (laughs) recover the pitch before the game starts. But other than that, not really much in news and notes. You know, you guys know about the Javela stuff. Um, we know Mukudi made his awesome debut over the weekend. I'll get into the game here in a second, guys. Um, they say that transfers are over. Like, we're not going to make any more transfers. I'll see that when I believe it. Obviously, I really feel like we need uh, left-back help. Again, I'm going to say that. But let's see what happens. Um, you know, the transfer now in free agents doesn't come to an end till the end of the month. So we still have almost a couple more weeks. Let's see what happens. All right, so let's get into it. <clears throat> and again, I apologize. I've just been having a cold. And um, I apologize ahead of time if I missed some stuff in my notes because I tried to do everything from memory. This was the first game where I didn't... I thought that I was going to be able to record a podcast directly after the game. That didn't happen. So I didn't feel like I needed to take notes. And honestly, just I kept everything to a minimal so I could really, really enjoy the game. Because one thing I've discovered with this is that um, while I'm taking notes, I don't forget things. Either I've done it with, you know, an, an iPad and I've done it with uh, just old school. Like, I have this little notebook where I just take notes real quick just to kind of jog my memory in games. I didn't do that this Saturday because I really wanted to sit back and enjoy the game. And uh, so a lot of this stuff, honestly, I just wrote down probably like 30 minutes ago. Um, just out of stuff that I can remember. So I might miss this, some important things here, but hopefully I can uh, cover it. I... <clears throat> did watch uh, highlights and stuff to kind of help jog my memory a little bit. Anyways, 
let's move on with that first half. Oh my gosh. Well, I was glad to uh, not be taking notes on this first half and not be tweeting as much because, man, let me tell you, this first half was exciting. It was nice to see the way the team was moving the ball, both with and without the ball, the cuts the players were making. I mean, they looked so sharp from the get-go. I mean, within the first five minutes, within the first two minutes, we had a good chance to really open scoring. And then within the first five minutes, we had another two chances. Uh, really should have been up. We kept the pressure on early, created a lot of chances. It was nice to see uh, Gatsinovich in one of his more natural roles. I know, I know, like, I've talked about before how important it is that we have players that can play multiple positions. That doesn't mean that I want to see players playing out of position all the time. So it was nice to see him. I would love to see him a little bit further back in the midfield. I would have liked to have seen... <coughs> Sorry, guys. I would have liked to have seen uh, him and kind of Pineda switch roles um, in this game. Because Pineda played more of a... He played further back a little bit. So he played more of a dis distributor role, which I think was a good call by Almeida because, you know, your one midfielder really does a very good job distributing the ball. Jonsson was out for this game. So even though Pineda was further back from what I would like to see him play because he just has that quality shot, he has that quality where he can, he can change a game you know, in, in, in a moment's notice. Um, <coughs> but other than that, I mean, they moved the ball so well. I loved what I saw from this team in the first half. Really one half chance for Panathinaikos on the defensive side of things. Not very, mu very uh, much action going on on the other side. It was the first game where I felt like, okay, okay this is a night game. This is a start to a night game. This is a game where we came out and pressed as opposed to the game against Volos, the game against Panathinaikos to a lesser extent, uh, even the game against La Mia, the first game of the season where it was like from the beginning of the game we were getting bombarded. We were actually the ones bombarding and <clears throat> playing very well against a, a formidable opponent. I mean, Panathinaikos, yes. Are they overachieving to a lot of people's expectations? Yeah, but they're playing very, very well. Right now, um, definitely, I feel like that this was the best first half of our season so far. Best first half I've seen, I mean, dare I say it, guys, probably I would say since that, you know, those first 75 minutes in that Ofi game last year, where we just played really well. Um, again, the depth of the team plays such a vital role. You know, you didn't even realize, like, Steven Zubert wasn't out there. You didn't realize in the first half that Mandala wasn't out there. Not that I'm comparing the two players in stature and in, and in ability, but, you know, it's like last year I really felt like in some games where Amrabat was missing or where Araujo wasn't playing, you could really feel the effect of an absence of a player of that quality simply because we didn't have quality. I feel like this team has so much more quality, so much more depth to it. Um, trying to think if I saw anything else in the first half. But that's really it. But the coach just had kind of a half chance. It was a nice shot by the Georgian player. I forget his name. 
Uh, but they weren't able to really do much. So, okay, here. <clears throat> Let me put it like this, guys. At the end of the first half, I was thinking to myself, you know, the score is 0-0. Zero, zero, and I just had this thought to myself where I was like, I pray and hope that in this second half, nothing disastrous happens and we lose this game. Because even if we lose this game, we need to keep this manager. Um, now it depends. I mean, hypothetically speaking, if we had lost the game in the second half and still played as well as we did in the, in the first half, I feel like, yeah, I would have given Almeida a pass, been like, okay, we're seeing improvement. And I think that's where, listen, you're always going to have, I think that's where we can differ from other football fans. Because I feel like us as Ike fans, we, we know football, you know. And I know there's always going to be that, that group in our fan base, in all fan bases, across Greek football against other football in other countries that won't see the light at the end of the tunnel, per se, where it's going to be like, you know, Almeida should get fired or should get sacked. And I understand that because the result wouldn't have come in, but honestly, like, if we were playing this good and we lost, I would have been like, you know what, we're improving, we need to keep this manager Thank goodness that didn't happen, but that's just a thought that I had at halftime where I was like, we need to keep this guy. This team's finally starting to kind of gel a little bit. Uh, and like I've said before, guys, I'm going to keep harping on it. We need to give it more time. Um, I, w I was just really excited and happy at halftime from the things that I had seen in the first half. Like, I was like, this team's playing a little bit of bala. You know, right now, I've always <clears throat> said from the beginning of the season that I've always, you know, I want to see Ike playing Balada towards the middle or the end of the season. That will take results right now. So I'm still on there. Like, I would have been pissed, yes, if they would have lost and, and played this well. I would have been pissed, like everyone else. But at least they were... You, you were seeing some improvement. And that's what was hard. Not so much against the Derby, against Panathinaikos. But... The loss to Volos that was so hard was this team was not playing good at all. And if you guys remember that episode right after that game where I was just going off on everybody. And I was going off on Almeida even because I'm like, this team is not, they're not playing well. Anyways, so first half, that's what I saw. Second half, man, second half, uh. Second half, I literally had just finished putting out this tweet. Um, I think it was, <coughs> excuse me, along the lines of <clears throat> uh, playing well in the first half <clears throat> and just need to take more of our chances. We sh really should have been up at least 1-0 at the end of the first half. Well, by the time I even pressed that send button, uh, Levy Garcia... <clears throat> takes a shot outside of the box and um, Yanis Anesti sh showed why he's not no longer on uh, Ike <laughs> because honestly, listen, it was a quality shot by Levy Garcia and again, I'm going to go through this. 
I believe that's a that's a part of the game that's being very very underutilized lately <laughs> in modern football is you know fancy your chances if you have a good shot take the shot outside of the box especially in the Greek Super League and I and I think this is a good observation and move by the manager to allow players to do this because I mean, say that shot didn't go in. Panathinaikos would have clamped down more and more defensively, sending more 11 players back, and then just tried to counter. And we would have gotten frustrated. Who knows if we would have been able to <clears throat> squeak out another goal or whatever, ha- what have you. But this is a prime example of why... And now I don't want to see them do this every single time, but if when you're playing against a closed defense, if you have a good foot, why not try it? And he just looked up. And honestly, Yanis Anesti should have done better there, in my opinion. But he didn't. The goal, <clears throat> the ball hits, hits the far post and just goes in. It was a it was a nice shot. <clears throat> good for Levy Garcia to finally get that. To finally get a goal. And we're up one zip. Um, I didn't notice at first the halftime changes because I was doing some things around the house. So I was coming back to the game and I didn't realize that uh, Mukumodi went into the game. And Mukumodi, I must have said that name at least a hundred times to myself over the past few days just to kind of get it right so I don't keep calling like I Harold. Uh, what an awesome debut. I know you guys are probably like me, psyched about what we saw out of this player. Probably had a moment where you were like, why the heck was this guy not playing this whole entire time? Why were we having Javelis in there? I mean, he... The first two seconds where he got the ball and kind of lost it, it I'm not going to lie, it made me very, very <laughs> nervous. Uh, but good for him. I mean, you saw his footwork. He's He's... Which, this wasn't the scouting report, and this was something about the reporters of Ike talked about, that he was so good with his feet, uh, despite his massive size, because he's a, he's a big dude. If, you, if you're an American football fan, if you if you're you know, live here in, in Yankland, uh, <clears throat> I would describe the guy as like a freaking middle linebacker. I mean, he is, he is huge. He's a big dude. Uh, big frame, not just tall, but a huge frame, and just knows how to use his body well. But what impressed me the most was, I think it was um, when Carelis, the forward for Panatolikos, got the ball and was in front of Vida, and Vida was kind of like shielding him, kind of trying to go at his angle to not, so Carelli wouldn't get a shot off. Well, Carelli did this, uh, like, kind of heel pass to another Panatolikos player, and that Panatolikos player was getting ready to take a shot, and the way the tackle that Mukumudi made was just, I mean, it was world-class, honestly. There's just no, in my mind, and I'd hate to pick on these two players, but if that was Zavellas and Mitulu last year, one of those other offensive players for Panatolikos would have gotten a goal. I don't think either of them could, could make that move. And, and this guy played with like a confidence. And maybe it was a confidence issue for a little while. Uh, I'm glad he had a great debut. This doesn't mean that he's not going to make mistakes or that maybe he's not going to have bad games. Because, and there's a, 
there's a there's a personality in Greece that um, talks about this and says it in these terms that every goal most of the time is not just from the pure quality of the offensive player, it's also mistakes that the defense is going to make. If the defense doesn't make mistakes, then that offensive player doesn't get a chance to, <laughs> doesn't get a chance on goal. I kind of second that in the sense um, that I do believe, the reason why I'm saying this is because I don't want people to get, you know, disheartened when, Mukumudi makes a mistake, or when Vida makes a mistake. So far, they look like a good pairing. Obviously, this was only one half of football. And the fact that he was able to get uh, his debut goal also off a corner kick. Yes, listen, guys. I've talked about this before on here. It's one thing that Ike has been lacking in also, among other things over the past few seasons, is luck. And you need that little bit of luck. And yes, both of those goals were a little lucky. Um, not to say that they weren't skillful, not to say that they weren't drawn up. I mean, we all saw the game. This was this was this was a match that Ike fans needed. Ike fans needed before the break. The team needed it. The organization needed it. A nice, good, clean win, and again another clean sheet. Uh, <clears throat> really, the only real chance of the game for me that I saw from Panathinaikos was yes, Garelis in the box at one point had a free header. He sh- he should have really done better. That that should have been in back of the net. Honestly, like he had a free header, um, but he should have done better there. Uh, but it was so nice to see the team come away with another clean sheet. Now I am gonna be honest, because of some TV situations here in the states, being able to watch these games, I was not able to watch the feed that I was watching the game through most of the game, so I had to switch over to, um, I have a friend of mine that lets me use his Dish Network account for emergencies like these, and I switched over to the Dish Network feed, well, what sucks with Dish Network is that when the Panathinaikos and Pass game started, like 30 minutes before our game finished, they would go back and forth between the games, and that kind of sucked because I wasn't able to watch most of the second half. Um, so I don't have very many other notes on the second half if anything else happened I know we missed a couple chances here and there um, but able to put the game away with that Mukudi goal and good for him like I feel like a player that went through whatever he went through last year with Saint Etienne that this builds him up confidence uh, he's going to get an opportunity to start especially with Zavellis with what happened to his hand so but I can honestly say I'm just it's just refreshing and exciting to see players play well uh, defenders play well on this team and see a good center back pairing compared to what we've seen the past few years and also I mean another clean sheet and the reason why I say that yes we've only conceded three goals this season that's that's pretty darn good compared to last year and those three goals I mean okay Two, of course, were penalties in the dead to be against Panathinaikos. The other one was a shot that's going to go in once a year. I mean, that Deletich, the way he got on the ball. Again, like I said about Onestis, uh, Stankovic should have done better there and, and, and went able to hit that ball out. The defender should have done better there. 
And so to have conceded two penalties, which penalties for me are like 50-50 or 80-20 more so towards the offensive player. I mean, most of the time people make penalties. Uh, and then to concede that one stupid goal where, like I said, that's something you're going to concede like once or twice a year, either because the keeper doesn't get there on time or it was just, it was a banger. It was a, it was a pretty damn good shot. Um, I'm pretty happy where the stiffen- defense is uh, headed. I would like to see them play better because I do feel, like I just mentioned the Carelli's header, if he had put that ball kind of down, like hit it, you know, when you're going up for a header, you can hit it up. He hit it up and tried to lob it to make sure that it was going to lob into the <clears throat> the far the far corner. Um, if he had hit it down... I feel like it, it most likely would have been a goal. We're still giving up chances like that. I want to see them minimize those. Like I said, I know that's going to happen in the game, but also I do want them to kind of minimize those chances because not that your luck is going to run out, but one day you're going to find yourself like in a 2 nil hole or something and you're going to have a hard time climbing out of it. But that's just my belief. Overall, I feel like this team is finally, hopefully, starting to gel. I won't say that we're where we want to be. There's massive room for improvement. Uh, maybe because Stankovic wasn't challenged that much during the game, I felt like he just he just looks out of place to me all season. Uh, he's made some great saves, but I feel like he's kind of lost his touch with the ball. Like I said, that could be in this game because he just didn't see enough action and sometimes. But, I mean, that's the nature of a goalkeeper, right? You have to be ready at all times, even if you are completely cold. Like, there hasn't been that much action your way. You have to keep... I don't know what they do to keep themselves refreshed, but you have to keep yourself refreshed to where you're you're ready to go at a moment's notice. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Alright, so let me move on a little bit here. So, I told you guys, I told you, don't bet on these games. This, these are just my little predictions here over how I think these Super League games are going to go. So, I hope nobody went out there and put money on what I thought was going to happen in some of these games. Uh, I'm going to go over some of them really quickly. Especially the top, you know, top five. Uh, but I think kind of just got it done. And another reason... Side note, that I'm going over these games is because I was able to watch actually a little bit of all these games. Uh, wasn't able to watch every single one from start to finish, but on some of them, I caught. You know, like I'll say it right now because I'm going over the game, the Panathinaikos game. I kind of watched the first half, and then when Panathinaikos scored, I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be over." Um, they got the job done. Yes, three zero was um, a harsh score line for Yanana, and I thought Yanana was going to do better, and they actually didn't play bad. Panathinaikos actually didn't play as good as the scoreline showed. Um, and the example I would tell you guys to look at is, look at Ike playing Lamia, and we won 3-0. I didn't feel like that was a 3-0 like convincing loss. There's, there's like score lines where you score a lot of goals simply because 
your chances are just going in and you don't play good football. And then there's score lines where it's 3-0 and the opponent just never had a chance. You played so dominantly, you dominated so well that your opponent really didn't have a chance. This wasn't one of those games. Uh, Panathinaikos really didn't play that well. Another thing we have to keep in mind with Panathinaikos, I know that their fans and their whole organization is flying really high right now. Uh, one thing to keep in mind about them is that um, they've played four out of these five games at home. They were not a good road team last year, so I think now over the next few games when they start hitting the road, let's see if they've kind of mentally gotten over that hump of can they win on the road because their road record road excuse me road record last year was unimpressive to say the least um so we shall see Balk their luck kind of ran out and honestly the, that didn't look like a Balk team in the second half Alfie played much better in the second half did Balk have chances to put the game away and they should have really put the game away earlier yes but I mean in the last 10-15 minutes of the game that I watched gosh it was like you would have thought Ophi was Pauk, if you guys understand what I mean by that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Ophi just kept pressing to get that equalizer, and something told me they were going to get it, and of course they get it on the last kick of the game, and it's an ex-Pauk uh, player that punishes them. <coughs> the Amandis, I think he's a center back, that got the equalizer in like the whatever minute it was, because the game actually had to be stopped for a little bit uh, due to smoke being on the field and low visibility in the field. So, you know, Pop dropped points there. That was one game where I think I was confident enough to where I thought Pop was going to win, but I also said, like, Ophir are very desperate. Ophir need points right now. And deservingly so, they had the... They had a... They got that late equalizer. Uh, like I said, Pauk had a couple chances on the counter. It was very weird to see Pauk play that kind of game where they played defensively and then just tried to counter. But, I don't know. Um, let me actually, one thing that I thought about earlier today is I was thinking about making these notes revert back to our game for a second. So now I'm talking about Ike Panatolikos because this is something that I didn't talk, I totally forgot to write down and talk about. After the first goal, I didn't like that 10 or 15 minute period where we kind of let off the ball, let the pressure off, and kind of let Panatolikos come back into the game. That's where um, Karelis was able to get that opportunity because we allowed space to Panatolikos. I kind of get that because similar to how well, I was thinking about how Pac was playing just now, that you know these teams defensively are open on the counter, especially when you have fast players. Like, I, I totally get that. But for me, the way I want to see Ike play is you step on someone's throat. You get that first goal, and then you try to get a quick second after that and so the game can be over with. So the way you defeat your opponent, both you know on the score line, mentally, physically, your opponent's down, and that would be the end of it, as opposed to, you know... Give them, let them have a little bit of position because you never know. What if that Carelli's goal had gone in? What if that uh, header had gone in, and then it's one one, and it would would have been a could have been a different outcome, you know. 
you would have gave them more confidence. Uh, just wanted to touch on that. <clears throat> I don't like that. Um, when teams do that, I would rather them like go out and try to step on, on their throat. Now, I'm saying this as the opponent being Panathinaikos. If you were playing somebody like of a higher caliber, like Panathinaikos or Ibiakos, you know, Balk, one of the top five teams, then I can understand kind of giving them possession and kind of hitting them off with the counter a little bit because you want to hold on to that lead. But again, for me, I guess maybe because I love attacking football, I would rather want to see more attack, go after their throat, and then just, and just rip them apart if you can. And try to get that second goal, which you know is going to, the percentage of you winning is going to be higher. Um, <clears throat> sorry to kind of get a little sidetracked there, but I wanted to touch on that point because that was a, a point that I wanted to make on this podcast and I totally forgot about it when I was talking and writing down notes earlier for this game. So yeah, Balk, what I wrote down about Balk to kind of jog my memory about this was their luck kind of ran out and let's hope it runs out for good. Uh, like I said, I said it before speaking about Balk, I think this is the start. If they get a couple more results, my prediction is, of course, at the beginning of the season, Lutescu won't be there by Christmas. I still stand by that right now. All right, let's move on. Um, Aris Olibiagos. I watched most of this game. A few really quick notes. Gosh, both of their midfields were atrocious the first few ga- few first. <coughs> first like 30 minutes of the game both midfields were just uh both teams kept losing the ball you could kind of tell the passion was there both teams were kind of the first 30 minutes in my opinion were playing kind of fearful um because they both you know didn't want to concede didn't want to go down like I said this was a a game where was emakamos how we say in greek you know, this was a game that was fire because uh, I would never, ever, even if they were down by 15 points in the league, ever count on Ibagos out because they have that quality that I've always talked about. Uh, speaking to a like, friend of mine over the weekend, he said the same thing. It was like, that's one team you, you, you can't count out. You can't, you can never count when you back us out. Um, but I did feel like if Adis did not get a, not get a win here, in my humble opinion, I feel like they would have fell down into that second category where it was like, okay, we're not going for the championship anymore. We're just going to hover and try to at least make the playoffs and make European football. If they would have lost this game and really fell behind. Um, but both teams kind of just looked looked like they needed more time to gel. Looked like the managers needed more time to work with them. Um, of course, Pork will bet on. There's part of me that kind of feels bad for the guys. He was kind of thrown in this crap situation where if, hypothetically speaking, if he had come into Libercos and replaced, let's say, Martins last year, I would have gave this guy a good chance to succeed. I do think from what I've heard and messaging a friend of mine from uh, England and kind of talking to him about it, um, he told me that uh, 
you know, it, it, you have to give him time to work. And th- that's, that's the same as any manager. You know, it's one of the reasons why I want Almeida to stay is because let's, let's get a full year of this guy. And at the end of the year, if we're not where, where we want to be, then, then we can start from the beginning. You start going through this managerial carousel. You're going to see this with Olivacos now that Cobarana is gone. Yeah, there's high hopes that Michelle can, uh, Michelle Gonzalez can get this team going. Uh, personally, I think he's a good manager. Um, he's someone the type that Olivacos need in that locker room. Uh, with all those personalities and all those players that they have. But, I mean, Metapta Christugina, to say it in Greek, after Christmas is where you're, when you're really going to see them really playing ball. Now, is it easy for them to get back into this league? Yes, for many, many different reasons. They have the talent, you know, they have the, the calls. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why I could see Olibekos getting back into it. Uh, I don't think you're going to see them dominate like you have other years, but, you know, um, getting back to this game, though, uh, I did have to say that the no-look pass from that one player from Olympiacos was probably one of the nicest passes I've seen in a long time. Was, wow, that was... I have to admit, and like I've told you guys on this podcast before, I'll admit it when rival teams do things right, and I'll admit it even when they're when, when they're playing <clears throat> great against us. But that was that was a great goal. I mean, like I said, I was talking to a Aristos. He's Aristos. Every time we're in our little community here, when I can see him and talk to him, I always talk to him because he's Aristos. You know, and we were talking about it, he's like, you know, it was a beautiful goal, beautiful pass. Um, you really didn't think anything much of Adi's, Adi's press. They had a couple of opportunities. But you could tell Olympiacos just aren't sound defensively. Like, I don't know if it's because they keep switching center backs or what it is, but they're just not. I saw, you know, it was on the broadcast that I saw it with my own eyes where... Mancini kept asking for the ball, and I was like, gosh, if he gets away from... He's going to be able to get away from those defenders. Absolutely. Um, and after Mancini was able to get away, after uh, Benchlik had that um, blunder, and they scored, I was like... I thought to myself, I was like, Adis, there's another goal in this game, and I think Adis is going to score it. And that's what happened. And I have to say something, guys. I mean, I even mentioned it. To my friend, the Akadzi, where this was the first time in my entire life in 30 years. And again, not just mentioning this to my friend, the Akadzi, to a few of the Bacos fans that I talked to. I went to a, a wedding on Sunday night and saw a bunch of people from our community here. And I was talking to a bunch of the Bacos fans also. And I said, man, it's the first time in my lifetime in the freaking whatever. It's been 27, 26, 27 years that I've been watching Greek football. Where in a game in Greece where it's not the last few minutes, where like the middle of the game, I saw this around like the 60th minute where I saw every Olympiacos player back. All 11 players were behind the, the centra, were kind of parking the bus and watching their lines. And I'm like, that's freaking crazy, man. I said, I've, I've never seen that. Olympiacos, you're always... I don't mean that I'm scared of Olympiacos, but you're you're always scared of their 
their offensive attack. You're always scared they're going to get another goal. Like, they got that first goal. I'm like, okay. You know, I thought to myself, I'm like, Adi's is going to press to get that second goal. Udbejos is going to hit them on the counter. I could see this getting ugly for Adi's, but that's not what happened. They stayed back, and, you know, when you don't, when you don't have that fear factor about about you, I think I've talked about this with Ike when they're playing lesser opponents. Not to say that Adis is a lesser opponent or that this wasn't a, a, a deadbeat, but, you know, I feel like sometimes Ike went out to the stadium and I don't know how to put this in English, but they got results simply because of the jersey. You know, as we say in Greek, the fanela, because your support, your attack is so massive and is so dangerous that it scares teams and it just, you know, it becomes one goal after the other, let's say. There used to be games that Ike used to get like that and I think all the Libacos teams, that's what would have happened. Getting an early goal like this, I don't, I know it was at some point in the first half, I don't remember exactly when, but I remember... Oh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, this could get ugly for Adis. Um, that wasn't the case. And then after Adis scored, I just said to myself, I'm like, Adis is going to get another goal. I just had that feeling. I'd hate to bring this game up again. Again, like like they did against us where they got that first goal. And I was like, okay, if they get the second goal, they're going to get the third one and beat us. Um, and again, this is what helps you as a football club. This is where having a true Edra a true stadium with with fan support can be very vital and very key. Because I do feel like if this was in Karaskaki, I mean, maybe if this was in Karaskaki this year, Adis could have gotten that other goal. But I really feel like that crowd can really push you, can really, you know, intimidate you as an opposing player and push you as the home team to get that other goal. Um, which obviously I'm very excited to see Ike play in, in, in Philadelphia, especially when we play like a derby match in Philadelphia. Um, I think that's all for today, guys. Um, you know, my plan was to do an episode recapping the Panathinaikos match earlier in the week, or I was hoping to do it Saturday night, like right after the match. That never happened, and I was hoping around this time, this week, being the fact that it's Wednesday now, I was hoping on maybe um, starting that whole series on uh, talking about Apple and Greek football in general, and the issues with Greek football. I might save that for another time, soon because because of this this illness, I don't, I just don't have the energy, um, and I don't really, I wouldn't make a podcast about the ethnic gee because. Not to say that I don't follow the Ethnic I just don't follow them that closely. And I know with having players outside of the Greek League, I don't follow those players that often, honestly, to have a lot to say. Um, big win for Ike in handball as other sports are getting underway against Olympiacos. You know, trying to put them back in their place after uh, the bad showing we had last year. Before I go, guys, please subscribe and rate the podcast so we can get more listeners out there. Uh, my Facebook page, Crazy Ike Fan, at Crazy Ike Fan on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, if 
if I feel like it maybe over the next couple of days I might do that podcast about um or start that series on uh the state of Greek football and how I've seen it over the years, how it's changed how it's changed for in some ways the better in a lot of ways the worse uh, what my feelings are on it um so maybe I'll do that if I don't I'll see you guys next week I'll preview the Aiko and Nikos match hopefully it'll be the first game in Philadelphia Nastekalapedia Opus Panda Forza Aikara Kalovradi Kikalisinehia